This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. We are here to discuss the loss against the Packers, which is, frankly, a much a different loss than what we have faced so far this season. Jalen Hurts stepped into the game, and it was not just for one play. He actually played more snaps than Carson Wentz and had more passing yards than Carson Wentz. And honestly, I'm just, um, I'm excited and it's disappointing to see the Eagles lose and fall further back um, as, a, as a team as a whole. But at the same time, I'm excited to see what the Eagles have in Jalen Hurts. You know, this whole season I've been preaching that Carson Wentz has not been on the same level as he, he's been in years past. I've mentioned that the coaching staff has not been up to par. The The coaching staff has not integrated offensive weapons like Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders correctly. The defense has been inconsistent. The cornerback is a huge hole on the team. The linebacker group is still pretty inconsistent. But the fact that Carson Wentz, leading the league in interceptions, taking many, many, many sacks every single game, uh, I believe he still leads the league in sacks taken, and he's just not the same quarterback. Whether this is because of confidence, whether this is because of um, an injury concern, whatever it is, Carson Wentz is just not a good quarterback in 2020. We're going to talk about this and we're going to go into a heavy preview of the upcoming Saints matchup with Straight Up Saints podcast host Chris Rosevoglo. We're going to talk all about the matchups, the strengths and the weaknesses of both teams, Jalen Hurts versus Taysom Hill, everything to make sure you stay tuned for that. Before we get started and talk about all about Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia for our international viewers. A few of their products that are in prime stocking stuffers this year are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. The name speaks for itself. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner is a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. The Crop Cleanser Body Wash is a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes, you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant is designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. And the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail set. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to keep rid of those nasty nose hairs. Let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower 3.0 offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code PHL. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code PHL. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. All right, let's get into it. Jalen Hurts, this is Tuesday evening that we were recording this. Tuesday afternoon, it was official. Doug Peterson announced Jalen Hurts is the starter against the Saints. Carson Wentz goes to the bench. Jalen Hurts is going to come in and start on the first snap and probably play the entire game. And for a lot of fans, including myself, this is a long time coming. Um, The past couple of weeks, I have been advocating for Carson Wentz to be benched. And I want to first take a moment to discuss Carson Wentz. And I've talked about this before, but going to take a moment to discuss what I see out of Carson Wentz and where I see the situation going. 
So first of all, I want to start by saying that watching Carson Wentz in 2017 before the Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl was the most fun I've ever had watching football. It was an amazing feeling going into a game and just knowing that the Eagles were likely going to win. They were dominant on every single level. Carson Wentz was playing the best football ever. Many people had him as a top three, top five quarterback in the entire league. You're going to fast forward to 2020, and now he is a bottom 10, likely bottom five quarterback in the league. The skill is there. The play is not. Carson Wentz, his regression has taken a deep nosedive down from the top of the quarterback group all the way to the bottom. And I've been a huge fan of Carson Wentz ever since he was drafted. I remember I went to the season opener in 2016 when Carson Wentz was drafted. Um, Before the season opener, I was a huge advocate for drafting Carson Wentz instead of Jared Goff. I was hoping that the Rams would take Goff and Carson Wentz would fall right into the Eagles' laps. And for the first two years, it looked like the Eagles won that draft. They got the better quarterback, Carson Wentz, over Jared Goff. And I remember going to that game against the Browns, and I was in the Eagles' pro shop before the game, and I had two jerseys in my hand. On, in one hand, I had Malcolm Jenkins. In the other hand, Jordan Matthews. Funny enough, they're both not on the team anymore. Anyways, I had these jerseys, and I was deciding which one I wanted to buy. I go up to my dad, and I was like, all right, Jenkins or Matthews? And he looks at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, what, what, what's going on? And he's like, you guys just drafted a quarterback with a second overall pick, and you're not going to buy his jersey? This is a franchise quarterback. And I'm thinking to myself, I have seen you know, Michael Vick the past couple of years, uh, the years before. I saw Sam Bradford, Nick Foles, Kevin Cobb, all these quarterbacks up and down, up and down. Next thing you know, they're off the team. And I'm thinking to myself, Carson Wentz is going to be another one. I thought the Eagles were just doomed with quarterbacks. They were never going to find a franchise quarterback, at least for several more years. So at the beginning, although I was excited for Carson Wentz, I was not confident in the Eagles' ability to find a franchise quarterback. I didn't think it would work out. I end up buying the Carson Wentz jersey, put it on, support it for the entire game. Next thing you know, he has one of the the best rookie debuts I've ever seen. He played super well against the Browns. I remember his first completion was a diving catch by Zach Ertz. Amazing. Fantastic performance from Wentz. Number 11. A, A amazing career was starting in Philadelphia. His rookie year was up and down. They started 4-0, and and they just take a nosedive. But people are excited about the future. Next year, their, their minds were set on making the playoffs, hopefully as a wild card. 2017 was like, like I said, nobody imagined that. Carson Wentz took the league by storm and was quickly one of the most favorite quarterbacks across the league and one of the most talented quarterbacks across the league. And I can't even describe the the talent that he showed that year. He was escaping every single pocket. If you guys remember the first drive against the then Washington Redskins in week one, that amazing play that we are going to remember for the rest of our lives. He escapes multiple people grabbing him behind the line of scrimmage. He escapes the pocket, flips his hips, and delivers a dime to Nelson Aguilar down the field. And at that moment, we're like, Carson Wentz is special. He is going to be the quarterback that we know that we wanted, a franchise quarterback. Go go forward a few weeks, and Eagles struggle a little bit. They lose to the Chiefs. They win a nail-biter against the Giants with Jake Elliott's signature field goal. And then all of a sudden after that, it was just it was game over for the rest of the league. Carson Wentz and the Eagles quickly became the most deadly team and deadly offense in the entire NFL. Go to 2018, 2019. The skill was still there, but they definitely regress as a team. In 2020, Carson Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league. Now, personally, I don't know what the cause of this is because I've never seen a quarterback go from being a top-tier quarterback to a bottom-tier in just one year. Just three consistent years of good play all of a sudden to the bottom of the league. It doesn't happen that way. There has to be something mental about it because there are times where there, there's people that always advocate for Carson Wentz to get more weapons. And although I am partially in that group, right now, 
on this team, he has Miles Sanders, he has Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard. He's just got Zach Ertz back. Richard Rodgers has been a, a, a gem for this team, and he's not making it happen. He's not hitting the hitting the receivers. He's not taking chances down the field. He is not escaping the pocket like he used to be. He's not the same quarterback. That's why I think 80 to 90% of his struggles are in his head. It's mental. It's all mental with Carson Wentz. I don't know how to fix it. I think they need to put him into a different system, whether that means keeping him as an eagle and getting a new coach, some new players, and letting him go back to his normal self. I'm not going to say that he's going to go back to an MVP level in 2017 because that might be his ceiling. We might not see that ever again. Keep in mind, he has suffered a torn ACL and a fractured back since then. So he might not be that level of dominant, but he should still return to an above-average starting quarterback level. And uh, I also think that a trade is on the table. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I was saying that Carson Wentz should officially be benched if he continues to struggle. And if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy, you might as well trade Carson Wentz. And this is a tough time for me as an Eagles fan because I love Carson Wentz. I think he is a great quarterback. I think he has a ton of potential as a quarterback in this league. I have supported him since day one. It's t- it's tough to s- support him in 2020, but I always want him to succeed. I'm always going to root for him and want the best out of him, no matter if it's within the Eagles organization or somewhere else. So when I see the news of Jalen Hurts as a starter, my initial reaction was excitement because after weeks of watching Carson Wentz just be a terrible quarterback and not give the Eagles a spark to win football games, and I see a, a good outing out of Jalen Hurts, great touchdown pass to Greg Ward, he's escaping the pocket, he's showing a lot of promise. This is what the Eagles need to give them a chance to become a better football team. This is the answer, 100%. They are absolutely right about starting Jalen Hurts against the Saints. I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is going to be the greatest quarterback in the league, in that certain week, but he's going to turn some heads. He's going to improve and show that he is going to lead a better offense than Carson Wentz. But it's sad to see say that this might be the end of Carson Wentz's era in Philly because when you look at it, he's tied to a big deal, which I don't... I, granted, the Eagles will have to take a lot of dead money um, onto their, their cap space if they get rid of Carson Wentz, whether it be a cut or a trade, but I don't think that's going to hold them back. Right now, the Eagles need change. They need change at the coaching staff. They need change in the front office. They need change with their players. And it doesn't matter the ramifications of that change. It doesn't matter if you're taking on $30 million in dead cap if you trade him. Right now, you need change. You're going to set back your franchise for years if you don't make the necessary changes. I'm okay with keeping Carson Wentz if you... Um, get a new coaching staff, get some better players, get a better offense, get a better offensive line, get a front, a front office that is going to correctly evaluate talent. But I'll tell you what right now, all the controversy that we have seen this so far this year, if Carson Wentz is going to be the guy in 2021, Jalen Hurts cannot be here in Philly. He cannot be looking over his shoulder for another year. He cannot have that in his mind. This guy last year, just last year, um, you know, caused me to sit on the bench for at least a game and a half. We'll see what happens after the Saints game. That is going to be terrible for his progression as a quarterback. I don't care if you're a quarterback factory. I don't care what you say about wanting to develop a backup quarterback. If you want Carson Wentz to be at his best, you cannot keep Jalen Hurts here long term. On the flip side, if Jalen Hurts comes out and he plays well against the Saints, he has to be your starter for the rest of the year. And then you're going to be looking at, is Jalen Hurts our future at quarterback? And if he is, you need to get rid of Carson Wentz immediately. Find a trade partner. People are going to trade for Carson Wentz. I'm not sure how good of a return you're going to get. I still think he's worth at least a second-round pick, um, given his contract and his struggles in 2020, because he can still achieve. I mean, I think if I was another team, I would definitely bet on Carson Wentz with a second-round pick. I think that's going to be a great return on your investment. However, If Jalen Hurts is the guy, you can't delay that anymore. You can't keep a controversy going on into 2021. If you want to go with Hurts, get Carson Wentz out immediately and get him to somewhere that he's going to succeed. And I want Carson Wentz to succeed whether he's with the Eagles or somewhere else. 
because he is just genuinely a good guy. And if we get further into this talk about a quarterback controversy and Carson Wentz potentially leaving the Eagles team, I will talk about this further. But I want to first give my remarks on what I see out of Carson Wentz, what they should do with it. And a lot the, the cap and everything scares a lot of people. But from a team standpoint, you don't want to fall into a trap where you were just bad for 10 years because you reg- you held back on making one choice. That is going to be detrimental to the Eagles. If you need to make change, you have to do it this offseason. It's going to be a big offseason. And I would not be surprised if all of a sudden we see a ton of reports come out about the Eagles, um, some struggles within the coaches, within the, within the players. There's going to be a lot of drama that comes out, to say the least. I'm going to get into Jalen Hurts before we bring on Chris and talk about the Saints matchup. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports betting app for fantasy football. You can bet on your favorite players and uh, their odds to score and have a good game in fantasy points. So make sure you download the Thrive Fantasy app and use code BBP. You're going to get a promo code and um, an instant deposit match of up to $50 when you bet $20 or more. So make sure you use Thrive Fantasy and use that promo code BBP. All right, a lot of people I've talked to throughout the week, they've been excited to hear my thoughts on Jalen Hurts. And right now, I have a lot of positive things to say about Jalen Hurts. He came in, threw for over 100 passing yards. He's been waiting for this. You know he's been waiting for this. Um, He's always eagerly standing on the sideline. He always has his helmet on. He's ready to go. You can tell that he's probably frustrated. He steps onto the field makes a play or two, and then he's immediately yanked off. And then he goes and watch Carson Wentz struggle with his offense. You know in his mind he's thinking, I can do better. I can I can be the starting quarterback for this team. He's finally given an opportunity. He plays pretty well. He's escaping the pocket. All of a sudden, the Eagles' offense opens up. And I know a lot of people are saying that um, the Packers are playing a different defense. Well, yeah, of course they are. It's a different quarterback. I don't want to hear this pre- prevent defense and everything. The Eagles were still in that game. If Aaron Jones did not break off for that big run, the Eagles had a legitimate chance of winning that football game, and the Eagles didn't really need a win. I mean, they'd be in better shape in the NFC East if they did, but the Packers need to win more than the Eagles. So the Packers wouldn't be playing prevent defense if they thought that they had the game you know, squared away and they, they, they didn't need to win. So, yes, of course they played a different defense because Jalen Hurts is a different quarterback. They respected him throwing the ball more. They, you know, didn't want him to run all over them. So Jalen Hurts, he looked dynamic. And one thing I noticed from him in college, and we have a small sample size in the league so far, so I'm going to, you know, look at this further. But one thing that I noticed in college with Jalen Hurts is that um, he immediately looked to escape the pocket when his first option, when his first read wasn't there. And he had C.D. Lamb over at Oklahoma. A lot of times he would look to C.D. Lamb. If he was open, he'd pull the trigger. If he was not open, he wouldn't scan the field. He'd just take off and start running. That was an issue I had with Jalen Hurts because if he was going to be a gadget player, that's fine. He's a good runner. He can do that. But if he was going to be a legitimate quarterback, which the Eagles said he was to start the season when they drafted him, that they, he was a quarterback first, then he would need to fix that. And I think Hertz did a great job against the Packers going through his progressions, looking at different options, finding the open receiver. And when he did, unlike Carson Wentz, he pulled the trigger and he hit them where that he should have. You know, he had a better completion percentage. He had more yards than Carson Wentz. And I just want to say that touchdown pass to Greg Ward was an absolute beauty. He escaped the pocket. He stepped up, ran off to the right, and just delivered a perfect ball to Greg Ward in the end zone. And that was on fourth down. You know, the Eagles needed to make that play. And I think Jalen Hurts was skilled enough to tuck the ball and try to make one or two players miss and try to go get the first down. But you can see the maturity out of him. You can see the coaching out of him that he kept his eyes downfield and made that pass to Greg Ward. Um, another thing, he definitely relied heavily on Zach Ertz and Gal- Dallas Goddard. And one thing I mentioned, I tweeted this out during the game. I said that no matter who's at quarterback, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts, One thing is uniform for any of these quarterbacks. The Eagles offense is always going to run through these tight ends. They invested some draft capital, some big contracts into these tight ends, and they run 12 personnel almost all the time because they have very good tight ends in Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. 
they're always going to be utilizing these great tight ends. And when they're on the field, they're big targets. Dallas Goddard, I'm going to talk about this with Chris. He's a monster. And I think if you're going to see Jalen Hurts succeed, it's going to be because he is going through his progressions and targeting these tight ends heavily. If he becomes more confident with them, next you're going to see him taking some deep shots with Jalen Rager. Throw some jump balls to Travis Fulgham. And I think him starting this week and knowing that he's the starter on Tuesday, it's going to help him so much this week against the Saints because he has almost a full entire week to work with the entire offense, get comfortable, and get into that mindset of, hey, I'm starting on the first play. Rather than other games when he's standing on the sideline, he doesn't know when he's coming in yet. And when he does go in, it's probably going to be a read option. Right now, he knows that he is going to be the starting quarterback against the Saints, and that's not going to change. Carson Wentz is going to start on the bench, and we'll see what happens after that. Um, But I'm looking forward to seeing what Jalen Hurts has to provide. Hopefully he can bring a spark to this offense. And I know my guy Chris, the host of the Straight Up Saints podcast, who you're going to hear from in just a moment here, had some great things to say about Jalen Hurts. I think the league is going to respect him a lot. He was a winner in college. He was a great quarterback. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. Um... You know, as an Eagles fan, whether you support Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback, no matter what, you should not be rooting against an Eagles player. Support your team. The people I see on Twitter, and um, I talked about about it with Andrew DeCecco last week um, when we were not recording. I said, Eagles Twitter is so toxic. These people just go crazy. And I try to keep a level head. Andrew does. Chris did a good job about this with the Saints. I don't want to see people hoping on Jalen Hurts to have a bad game, praying on his downfall because they want to see Carson Wentz back on the field. You got to support what you have, what you have in front of you. If Jalen Hurts is going to give you the opportunity to win, if that's what Doug Peterson is rolling with, you got to support it. So I hope people aren't giving Jalen Hurts any criticism unless he plays super bad. I don't want people to say that he hoped hopes he fumbles the ball, throws an interception. It's going to be a rough game. The Saints have a great defense, but give the kid the benefit of the doubt. He has the chance to be the future starting quarterback for this team for years to come. Get used to it. Hope for the best because we have a major quarterback controversy on our hands. And now to discuss next week's matchup, Jalen Hurts' rookie debut. We're bringing on Chris Rosevoglo. Enjoy, everybody. So the Eagles will be facing the Saints on Sunday. And to cover the Saints matchup, we have Chris Rosevoglo of Straight Up Saints. We're going to be talking about the Eagles matchup and also some news about uh, Jalen Hurts being the new starter for the Eagles. So, Chris, first things first, how are you doing tonight? And can you tell us a little bit about the Straight Up Saints podcast? I'm doing great, Matt. Thank you for having me on the show. And the Straight Up Saints podcast, I created it before the start of the 2019 season. actually used to have a podcast dating back to the 2015 season it used to be called I think it was like Big Easy the Big Apple I forgot what name I used at first but obviously um, I switched it along the way so um, basically all of my Saints takes predictions previews couple of interviews with guys like Deontay Harris Trey Hendrickson stuff like that um, I have it up there on Apple Anchor Spotify so uh, it's just my way of getting my Saints fandom out there awesome glad to hear that so uh, we're gonna jump straight into this so the Eagles are facing the Saints coming up um, this was a matchup when the schedule came out that I was immediately worried for um, the Saints have been giving the Eagles some problems the past couple of years in 2018. Uh, it was I forget the score exactly, but the Saints ran out of the score. They're up in the 40s. Um, it was like 48 to seven or something like that. And then the Eagles did lose to them in the playoffs right after. Um, so they haven't really been doing too well against the Saints as of recently. But, you know, there's been more struggles. The Saints are now um, doing very well. Top team in the NFC. And the Eagles are falling far behind. They right now have a top five draft pick in the draft. So first things first, when you look at the Eagles, what are some strengths that you see out of this team? I mean, the the one thing that I noticed, I think it was actually specifically the Monday night game against the Seahawks. I think when Barnett's on, he can be a legitimate game changer. I saw multiple times on fourth down plays where he was just a thorn in Russell Wilson's side. And I think that's the type of guy with the Saints. There's a little uncertainty at left tackle right now because Teron Armstead's been on the COVID list. 
maybe he returns this weekend, but it's kind of, you know, to be determined. And if not, then the Saints are going to have a backup tackle against Barnett, who I think has been, you know, exceptional the last couple of weeks. So that's one spot for me. Um, and then offensively, I know that there's a lot of issues, um, and I'm sure you probably talk about it all the time with the way the Eagles use certain players. Right. But I saw a lot um, from Jalen Rager last week against the Packers. I thought he had some moments, especially that punt return. That was fun to watch. Um, so maybe they use him more there. And as someone who has Miles Sanders in fantasy, I, everyone keeps saying, you know, why isn't he playing? Well, I don't think he's getting enough touches, but when he Absolutely. gets the touches, he's been doing enough with it. So I think if Sanders and Boston Scott get t- enough touches, those are two guys. And Boston Scott's a former New Orleans Saints player. So um, I, I think those are two exceptional athletes. And Dallas Goddard, that is a strength. Um, he is one of the, I would say one of the better tight ends of the league. I know tight end position is just not too strong right now in the NFL as a whole, but Dallas Goddard, if, if, you go back to the Seattle game. There were some throws there where if Wentz makes a nice throw with either some arc on it or throws it a little bit out there to hit him in stride, he might have had a 100-yard receiving game. Like, he was that open for the majority of that game. So I think Dallas Goddard's a guy who can give a Saints team fits. Remember back in week two, the Saints struggled mightily to cover Darren Waller. I'm not saying that Goddard's Darren Waller yet, but he's a really athletic dude. Um, so those are a couple of guys offensively, too, that I think – Although the the numbers aren't there, the production's not there for the Eagles as a team, those are guys that are just not getting the opportunity right now. But you can tell that they're still exceptional playmakers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's flashes from all of those players, but they haven't really put it together to have a uh, great game so far this season. So you mentioned the defensive line with Derek Barnett. Um, you know, you're, you're struggling with your left tackle there in New Orleans. Do you think that the Eagles defensive line, which is probably their biggest, or their uh, strongest unit of the team, do you think that would be an advantage over the Saints in this matchup? I think it really depends if Armstead doesn't play. If Armstead doesn't play, I think absolutely. I think if Armstead plays, I think it might be a 50-50 battle. But the Eagles, and and it's so important with their D-line, you go back to the two games you mentioned during the 2018 season. I, I think the main difference, besides the fact that the first one was kind of a wash, the Saints obviously went away with that one. Mm-hmm. The second time around, you saw Fletcher Cox was getting in on plays and he was pressuring Drew. Um, and, and even though Breeze will probably not play this game, I don't think they're going to activate him for this one. Taysom Hill, right now, the Saints are still using him as a quarterback, not really like as a runner. They're just actually using him as a prototypical passer. And if you can get pressure on the interior, I think that's a good way of throwing him off his first or his second read. So I think if the Saints don't have Armstead, it puts them in a tough spot. And I think the Eagles can absolutely do a good job of getting pressure, number one. And number two, maybe slowing down a guy like Alvin Kamara, who's had a really good season. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, it's been tough for an Eagles fan that so far this year, they've been struggling. They only have three wins to account for their season so far, which a lot of people looked at this roster of the offseason and thought that it would be one of the best in the NFC. Now they're, like I said, down with a top top five draft pick. Um, there's a lot of weaknesses, but what are some top weaknesses that you see from this team? Uh, the, the top one for me, and I'm sure Eagles fans have been like just, you know, banging their head against the wall for this one. It, it's like, it's not just the offensive line being injured. Like the offensive line absolutely is injured. I mean, I think you guys lost two starting linemen before the season even right. started, two of your better linemen um, with Brooks. Um, and the, the issue that I've noticed is not only are they injured on that side of the ball, but they kind of seem like just slow to the offensive line. Uh, I, I know Eagles fans probably have the utmost respect for a guy like Jason Peters, but like when it's time to hang up your cleats, it's time to hang up your cleats. And I mm-hmm. think that's absolutely the case. Um, I saw a couple of guys did film studies of the Eagles Browns game and there were legitimately plays where look, Carson Wentz hasn't been good this year, but Jason Peters didn't even give him a shot to have right. any chance of making a good play. Um, so I think uh, the, the offensive line is the main area. I do think some of it's on Carson holding the ball a little too long, but but some of it's just them not having a good O-line in general. Um, and I think Jalen Hurts definitely, in terms of his escapability, can fix that issue a little bit. Um, but the other issue, too, I've noticed, and and maybe it's injury. I, I noticed he, he was a little banged up against the Packers, but if this Philly secondary is going to be good, it, it needs Darius Slay to kind of just wipe out that number one wide receiver. And the Saints have the same issue with Marshall Lattimore because sometimes he's just not on his game. And when he's not on his game, it throws off the whole defense. And for example, Lattimore gave up over 105. He had 105 receiving yards given up to Calvin Ridley last week. On the flip side, we've seen Slay get beat by DK Metcalf and then Devontae Adams, granted two of the best guys in the game. But I feel like the Eagles brought in Darius Slay to elevate that whole defense and say, hey, look, can you take one side of the field and take it out of the equation? And when you can't do that, it kind of just throws everything else um, into a state of unknown. So I think this secondary is a little questionable for me. And then obviously the offensive line. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned the secondary. Um, Darius Slade's been up and down as of recently. Like you said, Metcalf and Adams are some of the best receivers in the league right now. So you got to, you know, kind of give them a break, but over 100 yards each is is tough for a player that you trade a third and a fifth round pick and give them a huge contract uh, restructure. You want more out of Darius Slay. So he's got to step up if Michael Thomas is going to be uh, across from him all game. But um, on the offensive line, the Saints have a good defense. So can you see the Saints exploiting this weak offensive line and getting some pressure on Jalen Hurts throughout the game? Yeah, I, th- I think they absolutely will, especially if Marcus Davenport comes back from his concussion he missed last week. So I think his status is going to have a big impact on this game. If he doesn't play, it definitely helps out the Eagles' chances. The Saints' defensive line is really at its best when Davenport's there. When he's not, they're still good, but they're not as special. So I think they're going to have their shots. Um, I actually thought if Wentz was going to be the original starter for this game, I-, I thought this would be a chance for the Saints to have close to six sacks. I think the, the Eagles gave up seven, I believe, against the Packers. So I think right. that the Saints would have had a shot to get as high as that number. The one thing about Jalen Hurts, and this goes back to Oklahoma days, Alabama days, you pick him, you name him. It, it goes back to that. Jalen Hurts has a good idea of when he should get out of the pocket. He doesn't stay there for too long. Maybe sometimes he leaves too early, but the good thing is he never stays there way past his stay. So I think that Jalen Hurts can do a good job of maybe limiting it to maybe three, maybe four sacks. And I know that still is a lot, but that's a big difference from seven. Um, So I think the Saints will still be able to hit home because you got Cam Jordan, you got David Onyemata, you have Davenport and Trey Hendrickson, all those guys have been playing well. But I think Jalen Hurts, and we saw against the Packers, he did have some times where he was rolling right or rolling left and escaping the pocket. I think he had five carries for 29 yards. So I think that Jalen Hurts will be able to kind of reduce the impact that the Saints defensive line will have. But I still think they're going to hit home. They're they're top five in sacks this season. Yeah, we're going to jump right to uh, Jalen Hurts now that you brought him up. So um, when the Eagles are playing the Packers, Jalen Hurts enters the game. I was on Twitter. I noticed one of your tweets. You said something along the lines of you wish that the Eagles were going to or the Saints were going to play against Carson Wentz. uh, But now Jalen Hurts coming in, he was probably going to be the starter against the Saints. Um, Can you explain as an outsider, a different fan, um, what you're seeing from Carson Wentz and his struggles? And does Jalen Hurts concern you uh, to play at all? Yeah. So for the first one with Carson Wentz, I, I need to like, I'll, I'll say this because I, I know I'll probably, I know Saints fans have like killed me for this take back then. I, I think Carson Wentz, th- there's like this weird narrative out there that he's just not good and he's not good this season. Like that's a fact, like he hasn't mm-hmm. played well this season, but like, I don't think Carson Wentz is damaged to the point where like he can never be a good quarterback again, because a lot of people thought that was the case when he first came back from his ACL injury. And then we saw last year, like, did we not see the Eagles get carried to the playoffs with, I'd say, a banged up team last year? And it was really yeah. Carson Wentz doing most of the heavy lifting. Um, now, that doesn't give you a pass to play bad for the majority of the 2020 season. Like, he needed to get benched. I think that Doug mm-hmm. Peterson made the right move here. Um, but with, with Carson Wentz, for me, it, it's three things. I think, one, he doesn't have enough confidence in himself right now. And, like, I think you could see it. When Carson's confident, he is fun to watch. He's moving mm-hmm. all over the field. He makes throws that not many guys can make and I think early in the year when the Eagles beat the Giants you saw it like even though the Eagles weren't playing well that game late in the game Carson had confidence in himself and he makes an exceptional throw to Boston Scott that that ends up winning them the game like that that's a throw that not many guys can make in this league but Carson doesn't have that confidence right now and I think Doug Peterson who granted uh, he's been a great uh, leader for the Eagles since he got there I don't think he's done a good job a, a good enough to build a game plan that kind of fits Carson Wentz's strength. I just don't think they're doing much right now. The offense for me hasn't been as great since it lost Frank Reich, which is obviously stating the obvious. He's, he's such a great coach. Yeah. Um, so I think it's Doug Peterson, not helping him out. You got uh, Carson Wentz losing confidence. And the third thing is the Eagles, like for me, I just don't understand how they built this roster. Like how do you go from winning the Super Bowl to then not really building on offensive weapons? Like, okay, I think Miles Sanders is a great player. They don't use him mm-hmm. enough. Dallas Goddard, he's getting his usage. Can't really complain there. But, like, why is Alshon Jeffrey still on the field? You probably know better than me, but, like, Alshon can't move. Like, it should be Jalen Rieger a lot. It should be, obviously, Ward's been okay. Fulgham's been a, a good pickup for them. But, like, there's no reason. Uh, they obviously missed on our Sega white side. He, has, he hasn't been good. But, like, Alshon might be the slowest receiver in the league. Zach Ertz is not where he used to be, which, okay, it helps that they have Goddard, but, like, they had a second round pick that they could have used for either an offensive line or receiver didn't use it. Um, and they drafted Jalen Rieger in a, in a class where Justin Jefferson signing, uh, you know, shining, uh, Ayuk's playing well. 
and yet you're not using him enough. Like, I don't think Jalen Riegers thinks a talent issue. I think it's a usage issue. Right. So when you don't give Carson the weapons, I think that hurts. As for, as for Jalen um, and why I was a little scared about it, I think with Carson, when your confidence is down, it's easy to just beat up on him. So I thought the Saints, if they played Carson Wentz, uh, there's no such thing as a guaranteed win unless you're playing the Jets. But it, <laughs> it's it's like, you know, you could pick apart a guy who's just not feeling himself right now. With Jalen, there's a little bit of unknown. You don't have much tape on him. Now, should the Saints still be favored? Sure. But Jalen, for me, in terms of his leadership, he's the type of guy where you never feel like you're out with him. Or, you know, you never feel like the game is over. Um, and you saw it. I think the Eagles were down, what was it, like 20 to 3 or 23 to 3. And yep. he made some really good plays. You saw they had some energy. Uh, that fourth and 18 touchdown pass to Ward was a really good throw by him. I was really impressed by that. So I, I think the unknown of Jalen Hurts kind of worries me. And, and this is a guy who's had a chip on his shoulder since he had to leave Alabama because Tua won the job. So I think this is this is a player who the Saints have to take serious. I'm sure they will. But that, that unknown kind of like it leaves me in flux here. I, I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, going back to Alshon Jeffrey, I don't think he's been the same ever since that drop against the Saints. That was brutal um who would have known what would uh um amount to after that if, if he caught that ball and the eagles scored but anyways going back to hurts um you know coming out of college drafted by the eagles there was a lot of comparison to Taysom hill which i could agree to to an extent because they were probably going to use him like you like you saw the first half of the season a couple plays here and there um read options running the football but Taysom hill he's much faster um Earlier in his career, he was returning punts on special teams. Like he was just a different athlete than Hertz. Hertz is good at escaping the pocket. He can run, but Taysom Hill, he just trucks anyone in front of him. Like I, I got to give a lot of credit to him. Um, I did think Hertz is probably a better thrower uh, than Hill. So you you saw these comparisons. What do you see out of this matchup between two backup quarterbacks who draw comparisons to each other? Hertz versus Hill. Who do you think is going to be the better quarterback on Sunday? I would think that Taysom would be the better one just because he has the more favorable matchup. Like Jalen's going up against a defense that has been number one for the past five weeks. And that's like such a tough task for him. Uh, I think both are going to play well. Um, I think you brought up an interesting point when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, people are like, Oh, well maybe he's Taysom Hill. And I, I don't get me wrong. I love Taysom Hill, but like, to compare a guy who started for Alabama and Oklahoma, two of the best, I'd say two of the four best programs over the last five years, um, to, to compare that guy to someone who still didn't start yet. Uh, look, Taysom is proving a lot of doubters wrong uh, mm-hmm. right now, but Taysom at the time didn't start. Taysom's in this weird category by himself. Like, I don't think we're, you know, we've seen guys like Terrell Pryor and Antoine Randall, like dude, like this receiver and running back and quarterback thing. But like Taysom's in a weird class of his own where he plays almost every position. Um, Jalen, he's proved, I think he earned the right to be compared to legitimate quarterbacks. Not saying that Taysom isn't one now, but at the time Taysom wasn't a legitimate quarterback. Um, And, and he got drafted in the second round. I I love Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill wasn't drafted um, obviously because at the time people were uncomfortable. Jalen hurts played well enough, showed enough improvement in Lincoln Riley's offense that the Eagles said, Hey, this is, this is a second round pick. Um, but I think both are going to play well. I think what really helps both of them is their athleticism. I think, um, I believe, uh, it, it might've been, uh, Palmer from NFL network put up an interesting stat. This is like the first time that, uh, or the third time, excuse me, that two quarterbacks that ran for at least a thousand yards in a season during college are going up against each other. And the other wow. two were Lamar and cam. Uh, and then I believe cam and Johnny man's weird matchup for that one mm-hmm. uh but it was a really interesting little storyline there I, I think that Taysom has the easier matchup and i think Taysom in his fourth start now will have some rhythm under him where jaylen's gonna have some you know lumps and bumps in the first start of his career but i think the one thing about jaylen hurts is he's never gonna look like he doesn't belong so if that's 220 yards uh, uh two touchdowns and a pick i think that is a good stat line for your first game being against the number one defense over the last month. Um, but I would give the edge to Taysom here for this one. Yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be hard for Jalen Hurts to step in and all of a sudden go against a, a very good defense. So um, I don't really expect fans to um, see him as somebody who's going to step in and all, all of a sudden be a uh, the, the best quarterback of that week. You know, he's going to have some struggles. He's a rookie quarterback. And a lot of people didn't even expect him to be drafted in the second round. There were a lot of weaknesses to his game that he still needs to improve on. So it's not going to be like they have their solution at quarterback right away this week. Um, We mentioned Michael Thomas versus Darius Slay. We mentioned the Eagles D-line versus the the Saints O-line. What are some other matchups that you see and are looking forward to during this game? 
Yeah, so I really want to see what happens with how the Saints go after Goddard. Um, again, I, I'm pretty, I made it pretty clear that I'm a big fan of his. I think he's an exceptional talent. The Saints, when they play against electric tight ends, they've kind of had an issue. They kind of struggle with Robert Tanyan. They've struggled with Darren Waller. And then when they play the slower type, like a Rob Gronkowski or Jimmy Graham, they thrive. They don't really give up big yardage. Goddard falls into that category where he is athletic. He is kind of quick. So how do the Saints match up with him? I, I think we might see some former Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins mm-hmm. versus Dallas Goddard, which I think would be a really fun thing to see and how that transpires on the field. Um, another thing for me is what do the Saints do um, at left tackle if they don't have Teron Armstead? Um, because Hurst has had an issue for the Saints as their backup left tackle. And look, you cut him some slack, backup left tackles, their backups for a reason. But I think if the Saints cannot protect Taysom's blind side, then you kind of have to have Taysom roll out right on a lot of his throws. You got to kind of shift your offense to that side of the field. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. Um, and another thing I want to see in general is what do the Saints do from a, a defensive coverage perspective on Jalen Hurts? Because the one thing Jalen's not afraid to do is take chances at least deep. We saw he had a really good deep throw to, to Jalen Rieger. I think as soon as he came in almost mm-hmm. uh, on a third down play, and he looked really good on that one. So I think are the Saints going to be able to confuse him enough? Uh, that for me is going to be interesting because the Saints have done a good job over the last couple of weeks limiting the Matt Ryans, limiting the Tom Brady's. Jalen Hurts a different cat. This is a guy who can move around. He's obviously not a Tom Brady or a Matt Ryan. Um, so I want to see how the defense fares against a mobile quarterback. They haven't played a mobile quarterback um, in quite some time. It's a, it's almost been like two months now since they faced one. So I, I'm really interested to see what does the defense do coverage-wise. And that falls on the DeMario Davises, the Quan Alexanders, those linebackers. Um, are they using them as spies? Are they going to fake blitz? Are they going to drop them back in coverage? What's going on? Um, so those are some things I'm going to look out for in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Dallas Goddard twice now. Um, something I've noticed with Goddard so far this year, he's been hurt a few times, but he's back to full health. He's he's heating up with the Eagles offense. When they played the, uh, the Seahawks, Bobby Wagner was on Dallas Goddard a few times and Wentz would always try to target him. And he was inaccurate. They couldn't connect. But there's been a trend this season when Dallas Goddard is covered by a linebacker they always try to feed him the ball. He's just bigger. He's too fast to be covered by linebackers. So um, the Saints, you know, just for the sake of, you know, covering him, I hope that they put on somebody like Malcolm Jenkins than a linebacker like Davis or Alexander because Hurts, I mean, I'm sure Doug Peterson's in his mind all week saying, if we have this matchup, Dallas Goddard's going to be your best friend. Don't try to do anything fancy with these wide receivers. Just know that Dallas Goddard's always going to catch the ball. So that's definitely something that they should try to look into with Dallas Goddard, because if not, like you said, he's an athletic freak. He can definitely um, take advantage of this game, but want to revisit um, what we talked about earlier with the Eagles secondary. They've been banged up. They've been inconsistent. And I think the Saints have a lot of weapons. They need to make sure that they have an answer for Michael Thomas. Uh, we've seen Traquan Smith do pretty well. Alvin Kamara can even come out of the backfield. And um, I just want to make sure that they have a plan because Taysom Hill, he can throw the ball. He's been proving that the last couple of weeks. And if they don't have a solution on defense on how they're going to defend these weapons, it's going to be a long day and the Saints are going to run up the score again. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is, and that's a great point you mentioned, the Eagles defense is almost going to like set the tone for Jalen Hurts' debut because if the Eagles defense does make some stops and they keep it close early, then you don't really have to force anything. Um, l- let's say it gets out to a 10 nothing, 14 nothing lead. That puts Hurts in such a tough spot because mm-hmm. you become one-dimensional. You constantly have to throw. Um, and it's difficult to run on the Saints to begin with. They're one of the top runs defenses so if you take away your one game in general like that that just puts so much pressure on a young quarterback it's not really a fair spot um and the saints have kind of been slow starters with Taysom hill uh i've noticed it, it's not until the second or third quarter where they really pick up um a lot of that is just you know self-inflicted wounds but we'll see if the eagles can play at least decent in the first half and they kind of feel like hey we got a shot at this thing it really helps because it almost felt like you know with with jalen hurts coming in last week it, it's like all right, Wentz wasn't getting the job done. They need some type of shot in the arm, and he gave it to them. And then as soon as they kind of inched back, then the defense gave up that big Aaron Jones touchdown. I was like, all right, right, now we're deflated completely. Um, So I think a lot of it does fall on the defense. When you have a young quarterback, they need all the help they can get. Um, And to compare to other rookie quarterbacks that we're seeing right now, we saw guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert light it up, but they're not getting a lot of defensive help. But on the flip side, a guy like Tua, who's not exactly lighting up the box score right now, 
he's playing game manager because his defense has been great and it works. It's easy to just, to just let them find their own rhythm. So um, I think you make a great point. And Michael Thomas is an interesting one too, because he's missed a lot of time this year, but two out of the last three games that he's played, he's had over a hundred yards. Um, and clearly, although he doesn't have Drew Brees, Taysom is, and this goes back to kind of what you said with Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts' ear, you got to probably assume that Sean Payton's saying, Hey, Taysom number 13 is pretty good. If he's mm-hmm. open, get in the ball. So I do think the defense is going to play a big factor in this one. Yeah, great points there, Chris. Um, Before we wrap up, we're going to cover some predictions for the Eagles and Saints game. Um, I'll start us off. I think Taysom Hill and Hurts are going to have pretty good games for themselves. I think Taysom Hill is going to have three total touchdowns and Hurts with two total touchdowns. Um, I think both quarterbacks are going to impress a lot of people, and it's going to be a fun matchup to watch them. They're similar in play style, like I mentioned before, and they're both backup quarterbacks stepping into a bigger role now. So I think they're both going to step up to the occasion and show their value to their team. And I think the Saints are going to win this one 34 to 24. And you know, as an Eagles fan, I'm okay with the loss. I don't ever want to, you know, tank and lose for a draft pick. But in this situation with the Eagles, they need to make some changes. Their their coaching staff is not competent right now. They don't have weapons around their quarterback. They have holes on defense. They need to make sure that they stay within the top 10 um, picks of the draft. So as long as the Eagles and these younger players like Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, as long as they're stepping up and showing that they're going to be the future of this team, I'm okay with a loss. And I think the Saints are definitely the better team on Sunday. They're going to win by 10 points. Chris, what you got? So I actually think it's going to be kind of like around the same score, but I do think it's going to be a little bit, um, you know, you know, lower scoring for one reason. I think the Saints offense, they've shown the last two, two out of the last three weeks, I should say. And the one week it was different because the Broncos had no quarterback, but um, everyone's like so eager to get Drew Brees out of the door, which is like hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Saints offense with Taysom Hill, it doesn't really hit that 30 point mark. The first time against the Falcons, it had 24. The second time around, it had 21. Um, and the, the Broncos game, yeah, they scored 31 points, but Broncos didn't have a quarterback. So yeah. like you kind of understand why it happened there. So I, I think it's going to be 27, 20 Saints. Um, I, I, for the Saints, they, they got to win this game. They got to keep up in pace for the number one seed. And obviously this is a more important game for them. Um, but I do think that the Eagles have a chance just starting off this game hot. The Saints defense, usually um, they're all about second half adjustments. So I could see Jalen starting off the game really well. Um, and then Dennis Allen, when he knows a little bit more about Hertz's tendencies, can make those adjustments at halftime to kind of seal the, the victory there. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a fun one as well. I think Hertz gives the element of surprise for this Eagles team. And I, I think this it's, it's going to be one of those games where either the Eagles pull off the upset, which would be great news for them, or uh, they, they lose a close game in which, Jalen Hurts looks good. And I think that is still almost a win if he looks like he can be their franchise quarterback. Uh, But I'm interested in asking you, actually, um, since you're the Eagles guy, um, what do you think happens with Carson Wentz? Because as someone from the outside, I generally don't know what they do because his contract's big. So I'm interested, like for someone who's, you know, an expert with all things Eagles, like what do you think your team does with him? Yeah, it's tricky. I think the Eagles need to make sure that they're making a legitimate decision here. They can't just play around and say, we're going to put Jalen Hurts in, then maybe Carson next week. They need to make sure they're taking this seriously. Like you said, Carson Wentz has a huge contract, $128 million. It's going to cost them over $60 million to release him, over $30 million to trade him. So that's you know a big decision in itself. Jalen Hurts, they kind of they put this whole situation on themselves, bringing in Jalen Hurts with a second-round pick. You know, everybody knew it would cause controversy, whether it be this year, next year, the year after. Um, So in my mind, I want the Eagles to succeed. I'm going to root for whoever's under center. I was a big advocate for Carson Wentz. Uh, I still want to cut him some slack, but he's just been bad this year. I think he can succeed in a different situation if they have a different head coach or if he goes to a different team like the Colts, reunite with Frank Reich and, you know, find his success again. So I I don't think, like you said, I don't think he's a lost cause in the NFL by any means. He can definitely get his confidence in his play back, but you, you invest this second overall pick in him. You invest a lot of money in him. And then now in 2020, he's now a backup quarterback. He's been benched for a rookie. It doesn't, it doesn't look good. I don't think he's been handling this situation well at all from a confidence standpoint. Um, he hasn't looked good with Jalen Hurts right behind him. He didn't really look good with Nick Foles right behind him in 2018 after the Super Bowl. So I think they can't go back to him at this point unless if Jalen Hurts plays very poorly against the Saints and then the following week, uh, if Carson Wentz is the starter and completely balls out 
four touchdowns, something huge, then they can go back to him. But I think this is unfortunately the end of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I was I was interested in figuring that out because I, I know Eagles fans and rightfully so I've like loved Carson Wentz mm-hmm. for the majority of it. Um, and I'm one of those people like if because I've seen firsthand with the Saints take a quarterback like, for example, Bridgewater gets injured, comes to the Saints, only gets five games to show what he's you know made of. But he kind of like reinvents himself and then gets paid. And yeah. I, I think Bridgewater's looks solid with Carolina. So I, I agree with you. I, I feel like Wentz in Indy with Frank Reich and they do have some decent weapons there and a good run game. I, I think that'd be interesting. Um, uh, I mean, obviously you, you mentioned it, which is like, you know, you're going to root for whoever's on your team. I mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of both Wentz and Jalen hurts. The, right. They're great people. Um, I wish them both the best, obviously just not on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's interesting. I just wanted to actually ask you just cause I've seen a lot of people with hot takes on Twitter. I rather someone who's got a reasonable calm collected approach. Tell me what they think is going to happen with Wentz. Yeah. I appreciate that. It, that's what's so hard about it because everybody loves Wentz. If you take away the, the struggles this season, everybody would be on the Wentz wagon, as we say. So it's difficult to see him as such a great person, both on and off the field and then try to turn your back on him. Um, it's going to be hard to say goodbye if that happens, but you know, it, it's, you got to do what's in the best interest for your team. If that means getting rid of Doug Peterson, getting rid of Howie Roseman, you need to make changes. And if they're going to stick with Jalen Hurts, he's cheaper, he's younger, more dynamic, then I'm going to support it. So it's going to be an interesting offense or off season to uh, say the least. Yeah. Look, I'm all, I'm all for it. We might see Wentz reinvented and Jameis Winston reinvented in an off season. So I'll, I'll take any quarterback moving uh, whenever it comes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining. Again, Chris is the host of the Straight Up Saints podcast, and you are listening to us on the Birds Manager podcast right now. Chris, thanks again, and uh, good luck on Sunday. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Good luck to you guys as well. Should be a fun game. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Birds Banter podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys are excited about Jalen Hurts making his rookie debut against the Saints. Again, this is the Birds Banter podcast. You can find us in on every single podcast platform out there and we do film reviews on youtube make sure you check us out you can follow us on social media birds banter phl on twitter on instagram and birds banter on twitter make sure you stay up to date with all the eagles news and birds banter updates thank you again and we'll see you next wednesday go birds